0: Grace, mercy, and peace are not yours from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, most people see January 1st as the day of the beginning, the new beginning of your life, right? It's a time to get things right, a time to set goals in your health, goals for your job performance, your finances, you're going to get those relationships right Or you're gonna find that new purpose in your life. January 1st is a day for the new beginning. It's a new year. But for Christians, Advent is the time of beginning and should be a time for new beginnings. The season of Advent marks our church new year, and Advent is here now, today. It's a time of beginning. It's the beginning of the church year, so we change the colors. music changes a little, the readings change, they prepare us for another beginning. It's time to prepare to celebrate the Christmas festival. A time to begin listening to festive music. Begin stringing lights. Begin preparing the boar's head and pickled herring, if you dare. A time to begin preparing for the holly and the jolly and the dancing and the prancing. But that actually is not the kind of Beginning or beginning practices that God would actually have us consider during this Advent beginning. I'm not saying it's wrong to not I'm not saying it's wrong to be festive or indulge in the bull's boar's head or Santa cookie or to string the lights or to listen to even Christmas secular music. But if Advent is about beginnings and new beginnings then we should consider what would God have us begin? Begin anew. We've heard in the past couple weeks that Advent is a time of waiting, and it is. And yet it's more. What would God have us begin today? Anew. Isaiah the prophet helps us with his Advent question. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he proclaims, because the Lord has anointed me. Now, this is quite an assertion. And this mighty assertion leads us to more questions. Who is the me in the text? Who is the Spirit upon? Is Isaiah talking about himself? And what will the Spirit do upon him if he is talking about himself? Isaiah continues. He answers the questions. Well, at least the question pertaining to what the Spirit will do. On this anointed one... The Spirit will bring good news to the poor. He will bind up the brokenhearted. He will proclaim freedom to those held captive. He will comfort those who mourn. And He will clothe people with garments of salvation and with robes of righteousness. Notice in all the things the Spirit does, there is a particular object that receives what He does. So He's not just going to proclaim any good news to anyone, but good news to the poor. He's not just going to bind up anything, but he's going to bind up the brokenhearted. He's not proclaiming freedom to anybody, but to those held captive. And he's not just comforting anybody, but those who are mourning. And he's bringing specific clothing, garments of salvation, robes of righteousness. Could these be the practices that our God would have us consider to begin anew during this Advent season, today? I think we can all get behind these new beginnings this Advent. We certainly need this good news. We need a binding up. We need this freedom, this comforting, and this clothing, these garments of salvation, these robes of righteousness. Oh, do we need these new beginnings this Advent 2023. But the next question, where do we find this spirit doing these things in our lives? Where do we find this Spirit doing these new beginnings in this Advent? And who is the anointed one who's doing these things? Well, if we don't know where to look just yet, good news. We hear another voice today a man named John. He's calling out in the gospel lesson. Maybe he can help. Perhaps he is the one on whom the Spirit is upon. But then you look at him. I mean, his clothing's not ex- what I would expect when I think of garments of salvation and robes of righteousness. His camel hair clothing, leather belt, and while he's eating wild honey and locusts, he is seemingly too meek to be the guy that Isaiah's talking about, too humble, too poor to be the one handing out garments of salvation and robes of righteousness that we would expect. He seems to be the one who needs to be comforted not the one who could actually be doing the comforting. But if we listen close to John, as we listen closely to Isaiah, we do hear good news. And the images that Isaiah pointed us to, when we listen, when we see, we begin to experience. The binding up of our broken hearts, the freedom and comfort of our mourning. If we look closely, we begin to see Suddenly, our clothing is nothing less than garments of salvation and robes of righteousness because Isaiah and now John are not pointing us to some pie-in-the-sky abstract idea of freedom and comforts, but they point us to someone. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Isaiah proclaimed. And here now John is pointing us to someone who can actually make Our hopes and dreams, the images in Isaiah come true, who can actually bring a new beginning. They point us to somebody who can make it happen, somebody great. When we hear and we actually listen to Isaiah, and now John, we begin to see, we see the Spirit is hovering on the one whom God's Holy Spirit has anointed in the waters No, not John the Baptist, but next to him. Behold, this one, John the Baptist tells as he points to him, he is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And this Lamb has come down into the waters. Why is he in the waters if he's taking away the sin? And look, there is the spirit in the form of a dove hovering over him. Over him, the word that became flesh. The same Spirit that once hovered over waters at the dawn of creation when this Word spoke all things into creation is now hovering over the waters and over the same Word who has now become flesh, who is also now the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And if that's not enough, listen. There's a voice. The Lord is speaking. This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. The Father speaks upon His Son. This one, this one is the one the Spirit is anointing. And Jesus is His name. And now the Spirit is going to do some interesting things. All those images of Isaiah were ready to get, the good news, but now the Spirit's going to lead him into the wilderness to be hungry for 40 days and 40 nights. And who's there? Satan. He's leading him to be tempted by Satan. Why would the Spirit do that? So he can preach good news, the real good news, that Satan is defeated, that the power of sin and temptation is defeated. The Spirit then leads him to the sick and the infirmed. That's not fun things to do. Why is the Spirit leading him there? To heal the sick and the infirm. The Spirit leads him to those burdened by sin, sinners, the prostitutes, the tax collectors. And why to those people? To free them from those things that are holding them captive, to forgive their sins. He is the Lamb of God, after all, who takes away the sin of the world. The Spirit leads him to the poor and the heartbroken. And why does He do that? To bring comfort and joy, real comfort and joy to the poor and the heartbroken. This spirit leads him to the dead, corpses. And why? To raise the dead back to life. And then comes the twist, the thing we don't expect. The spirit leads him to death, to the cross, to torture, to give up his spirit for us. And then the spirit leads him to the tomb to be buried, into death for us, so he can bring victory over death. And then, shortly after that, the Spirit leads him to resurrection, to new life, to bring the beginning, the new beginning with true light in life for all of us and all of creation. And then the Spirit leads him to you and to me. In the deadness of our sin, in the stubbornness of our heart, in the rebellion of our minds, those are biblical words, not mine, there is the Spirit, again, hovering over water and with the Word, hovering over water with the Word to bring you and me to a new beginning, bringing true light and life into the darkness and death of our mortal bodies and souls, In the name of the Father, one name, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, you know those words. It's where you found your beginning. It's how the beginning of the service started today. It's where Jesus found you. It's where your Heavenly Father spoke to you You are my beloved. You're my son. You're my daughter, in whom I am well pleased. It was the beginning, it was the advent. Of your life in Christ as a son or a daughter of God and with these words and with this new beginning there's no camel hair and leather belts no locusts and wild honey to eat you are dressed in nothing less than the garments of salvation the robes of righteousness that Isaiah prophesied about so long ago you are dressed in the perfection the holiness of Jesus, the sinless Son of God himself. And now the same Spirit, the same Spirit spoken about by Isaiah, the same Spirit that hovered over Jesus at his baptism, that same Spirit has anointed you. That Spirit is now leading you as he led Jesus himself. And where is the Holy Spirit leading you and me? Advent is a time that God calls us to new beginnings. And once we get the new beginnings right, by the Spirit and in Jesus, then we begin to do what Isaiah and John did. What Jesus did. Because we're led by the Spirit. We're led into the wilderness of the world to point others to Jesus. And when we point others to Jesus, during not January 1st, we will be doing it then too, but now today during this Advent, amazing things will happen. Even, yes, today, on this gloomy Sunday day, good news is proclaimed to the poor. Broken hearts are bound up. Freedom is proclaimed to all of those who are held captive, captive to all kinds of sins or oppressive forces in this world. Those who are mourning... They get comfort. And new clothing is handed out at no cost to all people who receive, not just any clothing, not just winter clothing, but the great garments of salvation from God himself, the real robes of righteousness, better than anything that Amazon could ever deliver to your front porch. Jesus is delivered, wrapped not just in a box with nice pa- paper around it, but wrapped around those who will hear, hear what you will say, listen to what you will tell, and see who you will point to, the one who the Spirit of the Lord is upon, whom the Lord has anointed, that's the one you're pointing to, Jesus, the Lamb of God, who has taken away the sin of the world, in his name, amen.